What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked on Dolphins. And today on the show, we're going to be exploring the place of quarterback Tua Tungvaloa amongst his peers in the AFC quarterback landscape. An interesting conversation brought about in large part thanks to former Dolphins executive Mike Tannenbaum. Tap in. Locked on Dolphins. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at the draftnetwork.com. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, and it is where the game starts. So, uh, as we mentioned in the, the opener today, The conversation today on Locked on Dolphins is going to be centered around uh, a tweet, or a quote, I should say, a quote, courtesy of former Dolphins executive Mike Tannenbaum. And the quote is as follows. Outside of Davis Mills and Mitchell Trubisky, I'm not sure what other quarterback Tua would be in front of in the AFC. Dot, dot, dot. His play has been average at best. He has trouble seeing the middle of the field and can't get the ball downfield consistently. And I knew when I saw the quote, uh, first of all, I didn't totally agree with it. And second of all, I knew this would be a great conversation to have with all of you because I know if there's one thing we can all be completely rational about, it's quarterback to a Tungvaloa. So... Uh, with that in mind, I, I do not agree with the entirety of the statement that was made by Mike Tannenbaum. And I'm not going to ask you guys to go out here and tweet him and tell him that he's an idiot or anything like that. I respectfully disagree with Mike on this. Uh, and I'm going to show my work. I'm going to put the quarterbacks into tiers. And I think that's the most appropriate way to do it is to tier these guys out. And there are more than just the two quarterbacks that were mentioned that I'm more than comfortable with Tua Tungvaloa being in front of. And there's a couple other quarterbacks uh, who I think are in the same tier of Tua. And depending on how the season goes, you could see them stack themselves in any which way. So that's where I'd like to focus this conversation is not on disagreeing with Mike or... Anything other than me going through my own process with these quarterbacks and talking about where the Dolphins signal caller entering into year three stacks up amongst them. One thing I can tell you, and I tried to put these quarterbacks into tiers relative to their skill sets. I have an elite tier. I have a young stud tier. I have a middle-aged uh, solid quarterback tier. I have a uh, 
effective but with limitations tier, and I have needs to get a lot better tier. Um, and I don't think the names that are going to drop themselves into the elite tier in the AFC are going to surprise you. Half of them are with new teams, however. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, Russell Wilson, Cle or, uh, Denver Broncos, and Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Browns. Those are the four quarterbacks in the AFC that I think are the cream de la creme right now as far as what they are able to do on the gridiron. Phenomenal talents, uh, varying degrees of being proven. Uh, obviously, Mahomes has won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl, although those, the style in which he won a Super Bowl versus uh, the style of play Seattle has been in the last several years with him uh, is very different. And it'll be interesting to see how Denver tries to go about putting Russell Wilson back into that environment that's going to allow him to have success, um, but is able to provide him with some of the things that he ha did not have in Denver. Uh, of course, Deshaun Watson's placement here in this group is important to note because that's based on on-the-field play, and we don't know what Deshaun Watson's on-the-field availability is going to look like this year. And then Josh Allen. Dolphins fans, unfortunately, uh, know the pains of Josh Allen all too well. So I think it's safe to say, and I don't think anybody would argue, that from a talent and on-field accolades perspective, Tua Tagovailoa doesn't stack up to any of those four teams. Kansas City... A little bit of a transition this year, as we know, regarding some of the skill players and the defensive side of the ball. and um, They obviously have some more draft capital at their disposal. As we well know here in uh, Finns Nation. Now, Buffalo Bills looking to stock things back up again, but let, let's be honest, let's take the step back. Your GM's still the same. Your head coach is still the same. But you have experienced significant changes. Your uh, best friend in the quarterback room, Davis Mills, is no longer with the team. Brian Dable, offensive coordinator, and key part of your development as, as a passer, no longer with the team. The team is undergoing a significant transition along the offensive line. I think there's enough upheaval here uh, to at least point to the Bills in the same sense as you could point to the Chiefs and say, hey, man, like things are going to be a little different. There might be some adversity that hits along the way. Cleveland, his availability, Deshaun Watson's availability is a big question mark, and he is a new component. And the Browns, I know they traded for Mark Cooper, but they need a lot more on the outside in the passing game as well. And then uh, Russell Wilson being a new component um, and being a player who has played his entire career in one setting and now going somewhere else. They're all the elite blue chip talents, um, but they all at least have some uncertainty around their dynamics as well. So I think we should normalize there being uncertainty uh, with quarterbacks, but I digress. Tua Tungvalo did not get put into that tier, and I don't think anybody could argue uh, with you there. I don't think anybody could argue with the next tier either. Uh, and of course, what makes it sting 
is two of the three quarterbacks in the young stud tier or the tier two quarterbacks for me in the AFC are quarterbacks from the same draft class. Now, of course, Miami did not get a chance to draft one of them and they did have a chance to draft another one. And what I'd like to emphasize is I put these in tiers for a reason. You can put them in whatever order you would like. I'm not interested in getting into a uh, pissing contest on if a guy should be fifth or sixth or if a guy should be second or third, or if Allen is one or Mahomes is one, not interested. I put them in tiers. And the tier two quarterbacks that I have in the AFC are some combination in order, and you could take your choosing if you'd like, of Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar was banged up this past year, Justin Herbert and the Chargers didn't quite push through with the playoff push that they were in the midst of. What is the defensive side of the ball? They've invested heavily in J.C. Jackson and traded for Khalil Mack, brought back all the skill players. Is that enough to put them over the top? I can tell you Herbert was second in the league in passing yardage with 5,014 with 35 touchdowns or 38 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. But that AFC West is a gauntlet. And then Joe Burrow, we all know uh, Cincinnati caught fire towards the end of the year. They played hot at the right time, ultimately lost in the Super Bowl, was about 50 yards away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, those three guys for me are your tier twos in that they're young players, they're physically talented players. I think their physical ceiling, maybe not with Joe, but Lamar and Justin have physical tools that Tua cannot touch. You know, Lamar from his electric speed and Justin with his arm strength and the accolades of the guys in the tier one bucket, I'd have a hard time creating any kind of argument whatsoever. Now, Joe, where Joe really mastered this year for Cincinnati was winning in the pre-snap and being comfortable and creating chemistry with his pass catchers and having good pass catchers, I think that's worth noting as well. Um, but being getting his eyes in the right place before the snap, and that's one of the areas for the Dolphins that I'm interested in seeing how they try to develop Tua now that they've gotten away from uh, the offensive coaching staff that was, that was in place under Coach Flores uh, to try to um, make life a little easier for, for the pre-snap process and then also for um, working through progressions and how your progressions are layered across the field. One thing that, that's easier for everybody is having some Built Bar in their life. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in, their, in sugar, and they have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And best of all, they're absolutely positively delicious. This is not like your typical run-of-the-mill protein bar. So visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com, promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So, that gives us seven quarterbacks in tiers one and two. Tier three for me is a smaller tier. And the guys that are in front of the tier that, that two is not in this tier either. Um, but these guys are here because of their accolades and their experience 
more so than anything else. And they are Derek Carr and Matt Ryan. Well, you certainly envy Derek Carr now getting to throw to Devontae Adams and having Josh McDaniels as his head coach. And as far as what that offensive system is going to look like, it's probably going to be really exciting. Still think they need more work on the offensive line. Can I see a world in which Derek Carr um, falls out of this tier, this tier three for AFC quarterbacks? Probably not, but I can certainly see a world in which Matt Ryan does. Matt Ryan, well, at this point and stage in his career, it is his experience and it is his uh, mastery of NFL defenses that has him in this tier. But if father time comes then I could certainly see him dropping into tier four and then you can have a conversation. And I'm kind of spoiling here. Uh, tier four is the tier that I have Tua in as far as current resumes for AFC quarterbacks. And of course, Matt Ryan, I think the mobility for him is tier three and down, whereas Tua and some of the other quarterbacks in the tier four tier have a tier four and up trajectory and you forecast them forward tiers one two and three mahomes allen watson wilson one herbert burrow jackson two Carr, ryan three the big differentiator between tier three and tier four is the experience that Derek carr and matt ryan have procured throughout the course of their nfl careers tier four I have four players, effective but with limitations. Ryan Tannehill, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. And again, you personally can stack them within this tier in any order that you would like. But I have Tua currently only behind Ryan Tannehill. But I think there's an interesting debate as it pertains to Tua and Ryan Tannehill. And of course, this conversation is going to hit different for a lot of Dolphins fans because it's your former quarterback versus your current quarterback. And I cannot stress this enough. This is my subjective opinion on the matter. So I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I think there are some things that you cannot debate as far as where Tua is forecasted and where he's currently placed based on what he has accomplished through two years in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill has an experience advantage, much like Derek Carr and Matt Ryan do. But Tua has, a, I think, a better intrinsic feel for navigating the pocket. And I think if you put Tua and you put Ryan in the same environment, on the same team, with the same supporting cast, I'm inclined to think Tua has a higher ceiling. Ryan has a higher floor. But I'd have a hard time deciding between the two. Because Ryan's limitations, he's effective but with limitations. Ryan's limitations are an ability to navigate pressure and decision-making under pressure. And I think Tua's strengths are the inverse of that. I think where Tua is most effective is sliding and maneuvering within the pocket to extend plays. 
Now he won't see and access areas of the field when he's in a muddy pocket like Ryan can. Ryan can see intermediate down the middle of the field with a little more consistency with trash in front of his face. But seeing it versus how you handle it is a different story. And I think what's really interesting between these two players is Ryan goes to Tennessee, right? And he's put in an environment with Derrick Henry and they pound the rock and they're very play-action heavy offense. And magically, Ryan plays complimentary football and now he can be a catalyst because the presence of the run is always going to exist. Isn't that what we're trying to build for our current quarterback here in South Florida? But in the process, you have a player who has an intrinsic feel of certain components of the game and handling pressure that's better than said player. So as I'm sitting here talking, I'm, I'm half tempted to talk myself into putting Tua at the top of the limited or effective, but with limitations tier, which is tier four for AFC quarterbacks. Now the other two players, Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. Look, I think Mac Jones is more proficient in the pre-snap as far as just like we were talking about some of the experienced vets in year three or in, in tier three in Joe Burrow, getting their eyes in the right place to ensure that they are avoiding pressure situations and can get the ball out of their hand with a high level of efficiency and create more dynamic plays. But there is no planet on the solar system that Mac Jones has more physical upside than what Tua Tungvaloa does. And while Trevor Lawrence certainly has better physical tools, I think people forget this is like a six foot three, 215 pound quarterback who runs a four six. It's a prototypical passer. But his process was bad this year. And we, of course, got the best version of Trevor Lawrence that existed in 2021 was the one that played the Dolphins in a game in which the Jaguars won. Because of course it was. Why would it be anything else? And you could see the flashes that exist. But this tiering of AFC quarterbacks is based off of what have you done? And what can you do? But what have you done leading into this? Trevor Lawrence, with a 12 to 17 touchdown to interception ratio this past year, despite having better physical tools, he has to go out and show the growth. And I would expect that he does with Doug Peterson. And that goes back to some of these quarterbacks in Tier 4, in my opinion, have upward mobility to get into Tier 3, and potentially beyond. Now, would I expect them to go from Tier 3 to Tier 2, or to, from Tier 4 to Tier 2 in one offseason? No. But at the very least, you can stabilize your forecast by improving what it is that you are offering to your team versus last year. And that is something I expect for... Tua, and it's something I expect for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know that I could say I feel that way for Mac Jones, having lost Josh McDaniels as the OC. And I think, like, the version of Mac that she got last year, like, other than Mac seeing more NFL defenses and not getting tricked 
by complex stuff. Like, that's who he is. That's who he was coming out of Alabama. That's who he's always going to be. That's a reasonably high floor. But I don't think you can look at New England right now and say that they got better as an organization. And because of that, and because of Mac's physical limitations, I'd rather have Tua than Mac Jones for sure. And say what you will about Tua, but you know his ability to put together a season is better than what Trevor Lawrence did as far as Tier 3 guys. And now that I think that real debate is who's, who's the top quarterback in this Tier 4 group. And then we'll see if, if Matt Ryan, if a new team and father time comes knocking. Because I could tell you he's, he's not going to have Kyle Pitts and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to throw to like he has in years past in Atlanta. The Colts have the running game, but they, they don't have those kinds of receivers. Be interesting. Will be very interesting. And I don't know if you guys did the math, but... Uh, but when Mike Tannenbaum's quote was read at the top of the show to kind of inspire the show concept, he only mentioned two quarterbacks. I've got three unaccounted for. So who's who's the missing link? We're going to get to that in just a second. But I got to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Our next partner is a product that I use literally every day. Started taking Athletic Greens as something to kind of give me a spark in the mornings. Uh, wanted better gut health, felt a little bloated. So started taking Athletic Greens and their supplement as a way to make sure that I'm starting my day off right and I'm giving my body what it needs. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Make it easy. Athletic Greens, they're going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Tier five quarterbacks in the AFC are hashtag hot mess express. Hot Mess Express. Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh is in this tier. Davis Mills, and I understand Davis Mills, all things considering Houston, had himself a nice season. But I scouted Davis Mills coming out of Stanford. I understand somebody had to look good for the Texans. Somebody had to take the snaps. And I understand Dolphins fans who are skeptical of Tua Tagovailoa will point at Davis Mills' stat sheet and say, well, Kyle, Davis Mills and Tua Tagovailoa had about the same stats last year. And that's fine. But I think you look at the environment that Houston is going to be able to provide 
versus the improvements we have seen from the Miami Dolphins in their supporting cast. And I think we're on two different, we're in two different sections of the stadium as far as forecasting moving forward. And the other one is uh, New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. 2,234 passing yards, nine touchdowns, and 13 interceptions last year. Look, Zach's got better physical tools than Tua does. He's got more arm strength at his disposal. He's a better athlete. Uh, But his process is bad. I think Tua's process at times can be bad. At other times, it's inefficient. But you still saw jurisdiction as far as taking care of the football an ability to extend plays. But Zach just didn't really work within the structure of his offense last year. And I thought you went back to BYU in scouting Zach Wilson. You could see the tools were super obvious. But he had good results with bad process as a quarterback playing in the Mountain West. And he gets to the NFL, and magically, that bad process carries over, but now suddenly the results aren't good anymore. The results are also bad. And I would certainly, at this point in time, take Tua Tagovailoa over Zach Wilson. And I don't think it's close. So Zach Wilson, for that reason, goes in my tier five of AFC quarterbacks. So, as things shake out, my tier one quarterbacks in the AFC are the elite quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, your young studs. I wouldn't just quite put in that stratosphere just yet. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, your established vets who have an experience advantage, Derek Carr and Matt Ryan, downward mobility for Matt Ryan. Your tier four quarterbacks is where I currently rank Tua Tungvalu. Effective, but with limitations. Of course, Tua's limitations this past year were... Consistency working full field read progressions. And if you moved him out of the pocket, you let him work half the field and move his eyes and manipulate defenders, you saw some really nice stuff. But when his eyes had to work across the field and he had to get his feet reset, I think that's where you saw his mechanics and his base break down a little bit. And that cost him some accuracy. That took some zip off the throws. He does not have the world's strongest arm. But I just talked with uh, Coach quarterback coach Sean McAvoy from uh, QB Takeover works with Quincy Avery over at the Draft Network for Draft Dudes and we talked about arm strength and he talked a lot about arm strength is not throwing the ball 60 yards downfield arm strength is when you've got a slot of throw into a tight window with extra velocity because you're a tick late or because that defender's undercutting Can you do it? Can you zip that 15-yard throw with extra heat? And as I define arm strength in that capacity, to a tongue of a load, he's okay. He doesn't have the arm strength of Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. But he doesn't have to. He's effective, but with limitations. I would certainly, in this tier, take to a tongue of a load over Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence, which gives you at minimum five quarterbacks in the AFC. 
that I, at this point in time, would certainly take Tua Tungvaloa over. Now, they, the guys underneath of him have varying degrees of ceilings, but so does Tua. And so do some of the quarterbacks above him as far as the floor that they have to potentially come down to. I would love to hear your guys' take on this as well. I know this is a very subject, subjective topic. I'm trying to be as neutral uh, as I can. Obviously, me as a Dolphins fan, I want Tua Tagovailoa to succeed. I want to see him take this team to where we'd like to think it can go. Because life sure as hell would be a whole lot easier if that was the case. But it's in his hands. And the Dolphins, it appears as though they're doing their part to give him the best chance possible. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Make it a good one. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.